journal, Case Reports 2022. I'm Dr Jenny Han, podcast editor. Today, I will be talking about a case report by Hiroyuki Yamamoto, Hiromasa Otaki, Kasuki Tanimura, and Kenichi Hirata from Kobe University Graduate School of Medicine, Kobe, Japan. Titled, Kunis Syndrome Leading to Triple Vessel Coronary Artery Ischemia Due to Simultaneous Coronary Spasm, Plaque Erosion, and Multiple Stent Thrombosis. A Case Report. Kunis Syndrome is when an allergic reaction to a trigger causes ACS, Acute Coronary Syndrome. There are three recognised variants of Kunis Syndrome. Type 1 is when the allergic reaction causes coronary artery spasm without underlying coronary artery disease. Type 2 is when the allergic reaction causes coronary artery spasm or plaque erosion with pre-existing asymptomatic coronary artery disease. Type 3 is when the allergic reaction causes stent thrombosis or restenosis. The following case is the first case report where all three variants of Kunis syndrome occurred within a short space of time during PCI, percutaneous coronary intervention. The case. A 68-year-old gentleman of East Asian descent presented to the hospital with two hours of persistent chest discomfort. He had a background of hypertension, dyslipidemia and chronic kidney disease and was a current smoker. Initial clinical examination was normal, and he was hemodynamically stable. ECG electrocardiogram showed SD segment elevation in the anterior leads. Due to this, he had urgent coronary angiography through the right femoral artery, which showed acute occlusion of the proximal LAD, left anterior descending artery, and stenosis of the mid-left circumflex artery. He was diagnosed with a STEMI, SC segment elevation myocardial infarction and had primary PCI for the proximal LAD. After reperfusion, there was stenosis of the diagonal branch, so the team performed bailout calot stenting. Calot stenting is when two stents are deployed in a main branch and the side branch with an overlap segment before the bifurcation. The team used two Averilimus eluting stents in the proximal LAD and the diagonal branch. This was successful, and his renal function remained stable after the procedure. He continued dual antiplatelet therapy with prasugrel and aspirin, according to Japanese guidelines. 16 days later, he had a staged PCI through the right radial artery to treat the mid-left circumflex artery stenosis under OCT, optical coherence tomography. The team first implanted an envirolimus eluting stent, and performed OCT using low molecular weight dextran to try and reduce the amount of radiographic contrast used in total. Shortly after, the patient developed an erythematous rash with generalised itch, and his systolic blood pressure dropped to 70 millimetres of mercury. An allergic reaction to low molecular weight dextran was suspected, and he was immediately given intravenous fluids, antihistamines, and corticosteroids. Despite this, he reported chest discomfort, and coronary angiogram showed new luminal narrowing in the proximal left circumflex artery. IVUS, intravascular ultrasound, showed this was because of a new thrombus due to plaque erosion, which suggested type 2 Kuna syndrome. The team performed angioplasty of the proximal left circumflex artery 
with a 2mm compliant balloon, which improved the coronary flow. However, ECG now showed ST segment elevation in the inferior leads. Coronary angiography showed complete occlusion of the right coronary artery that had no background atherosclerotic disease, which suggested type 1 Kunis syndrome. The flow was restored with multiple nitrate injections to the right coronary artery. 20 minutes after this, repeat ECG showed SD segment elevation in the lateral leads. Coronary angiography showed acute instant occlusion of the left circumflex artery and the diagonal branch, and also a hazy appearance in the LAD stent. IVUS showed that this was due to multiple thrombi inside the stents, which suggested type 3 Kunis syndrome. As instant thrombi progressed over time, the team performed thromboaspiration and balloon angioplasty with perfusion balloons, which improved coronary flow. They also considered that the progression may be due to heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, so they switched unfractionated heparin to agatroban according to Japanese guidelines. It is worth noting that bivaraludin or glycoprotein 2B3A inhibitors are the alternative in European guidelines. However, blood tests did not support this, as there was thrombocytosis, platelets were 408 times 10 to the 9 per litre, with low P2Y12 reaction units, and no coagulation disorder was found. Other blood tests showed inflammation with high C-reactive protein and raised white cell counts with increased eosinophils, monocytes and basophils. The lymphocyte transformation test did not show what the allergic trigger was. He needed intraaortic balloon pump support for the first day, but was successfully weaned off. 11 days later, he had no complications or worsening of renal function and was discharged with a 7-day antihistamine regime. He remains well after one year of follow-up. Discussion Kunis syndrome is a rare type of ACS caused by mast cell degranulation and the release of inflammatory mediators. In the following discussion, we will look at the frequency and the pathophysiology of Kunis syndrome, recorded symptoms, treatment options, and suggestions for future research. Kunis syndrome was first described in 1991 by Kunis and Zavras, who termed it allergic angina. The incidence is difficult to estimate. Kunis syndrome was initially thought to be very rare, and most papers on the subject have been case reports or case series. A 2019 cohort study in the International Journal of Cardiology examined over 200,000 patients hospitalised between 2007 and 2014 for allergic, hypersensitivity or anaphylactic reactions and found 1.1% of these had Kunis syndrome. However, there are no papers examining the proportion of ACS which are caused by Kunis syndrome and it may be that many previous cases have been overlooked. Several mechanisms have been proposed for Kunis syndrome. During PCI, it may be that direct exposure to the allergen in the coronary artery may lead to a local reaction in the target artery, leading to coronary spasm and thrombus formation. Systemic inflammation may affect other arteries through mast cell degranulation and platelet hyperactivity leading to coronary spasm and thrombus formation in all coronary arteries. In the literature, most cases of Kunis syndrome happen within one hour of allergen exposure. The trigger can be a drug, food, environmental exposure, or a clinical condition. 
Common drugs such as NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, anticoagulants, antiplatelets, proton pump inhibitors, antibiotics, and contrast media have all been implicated. In this case report, the timing of Kunis syndrome onset suggests that low molecular weight dextran was a trigger. Low molecular weight dextran has previously been implicated in coronary spasm in case reports in the 1980s before the identification of Kunis syndrome as a separate entity, and more case reports have associated with Kunis syndrome after its definition. The increasing use of low molecular weight dextran and OCT as an alternative to contrast may lead to more cases of Kunis syndrome. Symptoms include those associated with allergic inflammatory effect, including dizziness, flushing, itching, hives, constriction of airways, and shortness of breath. The cardiac symptoms are those of ACS, including chest pain and palpitations, and can even manifest as acute cardiac failure and sudden cardiac death. There is no current best practice guideline for the management of Kuna syndrome, but most case reports follow a similar pattern. The treatment depends on the variant and the patient's hemodynamic state. Many patients develop hemodynamic instability due to anaphylactic shock, where there is peripheral vasodilation and intravascular volume is redistributed. The limitation of coronary artery blood flow may also lead to cardiogenic shock. This is why approaches to Kunis syndrome in this case report, as well as other case series, involve the suppression of anaphylaxis and improving coronary flow. For the hemodynamic status, antihistamines can target histamine-related reactions, corticosteroids can target mast cells, and intravenous fluid resuscitation can improve intravascular volume. Adrenaline is the first-line treatment in anaphylaxis, although some papers report that the use of adrenaline aggravates ischemia and vasospasm in Kuna syndrome. So in patients with a minor allergic reaction, the use of adrenaline should be considered with caution. In unstable patients, temporary mechanical circulatory support may be required while coronary blood flow is being restored. Type 1 Kuna syndrome was managed effectively in this case report with intracoronary injections of nitrate and should not require PCI after the vasospasm has settled. In contrast, type 2 and type 3 Kuna syndrome can be managed with PCI. In this case report, plaque erosion and stent thrombosis were treated with balloon angioplasty. Implanting a new stent in this acute setting should be avoided, as the platelet aggregation triggered by Kunis syndrome can cause accelerated stent thrombosis. In fact, a case report published in this journal in 2020 described a patient with type 3 Kunis syndrome, which was associated with very late stent thrombosis in two stents 14 years after placement. Kunis syndrome has been defined relatively recently and future research can focus on the exact incidence of Kuna syndrome, the value of different treatments for specific variants of Kuna syndrome, and risk stratification of patients to prevent Kuna syndrome occurring during interventional procedures. The authors have highlighted the following learning points. Low molecular weight dextran use during OCT may induce anaphylaxis and concomitant fulminant Kuna syndrome. Direct exposure to allergic insults can lead to coronary thrombus formation in the treated vessel, 
and subsequent systemic reactions might lead to chorispasm and or instant thrombosis in all coronary arteries, which could potentially lead to triple vessel coronary ischemia. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this fascinating case for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports podcasts. References used to create this podcast and the original case report are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by State Shirt.